The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and ladies. It is the Players' Lounge in a brand new studio, the SWBC Podcast mm. Studios here at the Star in Frisco, Texas. Somebody got money. Looking good, looking good. On the screen. Boy, the incredible host, Danny McRae here. Yeah, yeah. Got frailed in the mug. Harrison is here. Find a reason to hate. It's my guy. Beautiful Barry Church. <laughs> What's going on? Number 42. Number 42 yes, uh, in the house. I am merely new Scruggs. Yes, he is 42. I ain't going to lie. 42. Hey, we is. got a new member. We got a new member, man. The 42 Club has expanded. You know, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk wow. about that. He's <laughs> accepting it. Mm. He's accepting it. Yeah. The other day, he got up, was walking away from the microphone the last time I said that, right? Hey, my how hey. things have changed. Hey, I can't wait to hear this. Weekend, Jackie Robinson, Barry Church, Deuce Vaughn, trying to get into the club. So we'll do that. Cowboys lose uh, 22 to 14 in Seattle. They are now 0 2 in the preseason. <clears throat> we don't really care that much about wins and losses, but we do care about health and also just who impressed, who disappointed. So going to go around the table and be positive. We'll start with you, Barry Church. Who impressed you in this game? Um, he, he didn't do, you know, a lot of craziness. It wasn't like he was just out there, you know, they handed on the ball and he was just lighting it up like Barry Sanders. He had a couple plays out there, but I'm going to say this because I was I was hard on the guy uh, last week because I said, you know, he showed me versatility. He showed me he had the vision. He showed me he could, he could make people miss tackles out there, but I need to see a little bit more of it. I need to see a little more consistency. And our guy, Deuce Vaughn, man, he went out there once again and made a play. And he's starting to – I'm not sold that he's, you know, running back. But how close? how close? How close is he? How close is he he's to being? Because right now I'm giving it to Rico. Right okay, now I'm giving okay. it to Rico as RB2. Right. But he's close, man. He's shown me that he is a playmaker. He's a guy that can go in there. You can inject him into the offense. And he can, you know, be that spark plug to your offense out there. He shows the balance, the vision. And once again, he's making plays and scoring touchdowns. So, to me, he was impressive out there. And um, if he can keep on building on this, he can creep into that running back two conversation for sure. Now, we're saying who was impressive or who wasn't impressive at the same time. Who was impressive. Right we're going positive. Positive, yeah. Positive, positive heck. heck positive heck, man. He's looking for somebody to be negative. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll I ain't taking the cake that time. We'll, right? we'll get to that. Don't, don't worry. I'm trying to start the show on the up. <laughs> Oh, All right, I said this is what I'm gonna do. A guy that I've been hard on as well. He came out and he played decent, had a great, a decent game. I'm going Josh Ball. Okay, I'm saying Josh Ball because look, offensive line wise, I don't think anybody's comfortable with the five guys that we sent out there. You can see the holes. You can there's some depth problems that you have on this offensive line. You're looking for guys right now that can be swing tackles, can be uh, your guards if someone goes down. I mean, about two weeks ago, I was like, look, man, shine a light for Jason Peters. <laughs> all right? I, I'm not there. I'm backing up off that a little bit. Okay. I'm backing up off that a little get bit. Off, get all the way off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yeah, to try to. Let him live out there. No, <laughs> I'm going to try to. But, you know, when push comes to shove, and, it, and it's like that, man, you need somebody to step in. Uh, but Josh Ball showed me something, man. He did some some pretty decent things in in the run game, and he looked more solid in the passing as well. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Josh Ball. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm going Tober. Mm. I mean, I listen. We you took Nui's guy. I'm sorry. We've been talking about the guy <laughs> since since le- you you let us know the process that he was going through mentally about figuring out what went wrong last year, how he can then make that better, have it translated into OTAs and uh, mini camp, and then camp. Go to week one, and you say, man, I don't know, man. Jalen Tober looking good. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, I need to see him do it again. There it is. He came out there and did it again. Did. <laughs> so, look impressed. For as hard as we were on him last year, I want to make sure that we lift him up this year and say, hey, man, you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and more, and your spot is solidified. We'll be towel waving this year? No, 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 no. After he scored. <laughs> After he scored. When you talk about – think about last year we had with Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. He's better than Noah Brown. Look, last year my man wasn't getting a jersey. Okay? <laughs> he was towel waving. You know, he, yeah, he, he was, was in the shorts waving. and T-shirts. And, and, and exactly, that was the guy I was going to go to. Six targets for him. Uh, had one drop, but four catches, 66 yards. He was who Brandon, um, I said Brandon, but he was who Cooper Rush was going to. Mm-hmm. It's like looking for for Tolbert. And when when I talked about him last year, a guy we hit reference before was Terrence Steele. Rough rookie year. Mm-hmm. Went in the weight room, did everything he was supposed to do, and we saw his second year, yeah. he made the improvements. Yep. During training camp, they kept talking about the work he put in. And I said it. Hey, look, you know, wherever Dak is, Jalen Tolbert needs to be. And he was. And he was. So we said, do it again. He showed us once. Can you do it again? He did it. He did it. So when I look at Jalen Tolbert right now, I think he is your number four. Sorry, your boy Simi. Simi, uh, Sorry about man. your boy Simi. But man. right now, and clearly, the you know, top three going to be C.D. Lamb, Cooks, uh, Cooks Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. and, and, and Michael Gallup. That's the three, and you put them right there. But now you're looking for your other three. Jalen Tober's definitely one of the other three. And right now, based on what we've seen so far in Camden in two games, I think he's number four. I'm with you on that one. I mean, why not? The guy has he's shown the ability to improve, and that's all we can ask for from a guy like that. Coming into last year, like you said, he struggled a lot. You know, he couldn't even line up on sides in a, in a preseason game. Now he's out there making plays, and what I love about it, it's not like he's just wide open out there, just making routine catches. He's making contested catches out there, and we know that's a hard thing to do in the National Football League. So if he can continue on his path, he's not going to be asked to go out there and give you 50 some receptions in a season, but he's going to ask to go out there and get some spot duty, get some plays to where maybe CDs doubled, and you know Brooks got to say over top of him, or Cook's got a safety over top of him, and we may be able to sneak Tolbert in there. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this season as a uh, as a number four receiver. All right, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm say, I'm, well, my bad. I'm excited for him, but yeah, number four because you know Turpin was up in your yeah. I don't know Turpin might be there. He not number four, all right? Number five at, at, at the most. It's Turp at this point. Yes, it's Turp. Turp now Turp did go out there and do his thing this year, so I'm not gonna hate on him. But number four is Tolbert, and there's no discussion about that one. Yeah, I'm with you. That's where I'm at right now. Okay, heck, I'm going to start with you. Who disappointed? Mm. I'm not going to go with the obvious one because I know y'all going to take that. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go because we're going to stay with the offensive line. Well, let's go. I'm a 79. I know he, he injured his shoulder. He had a shoulder injury. He had a shoulder injury, but before even the shoulder injury, man, he was just getting blown by, blown mm. up. And it's just – as far as position, a guy that you've been waiting on to take the next step, just like you were talking mm-hmm. about, Jalen Tober, obviously last season, a, a red shirt season for uh, Walesco, he just didn't look good. I hadn't heard a lot of good things about him coming out of camp. And it just worries me because we're looking so deep into the offensive line, like I said before, with Josh Ball. So, Walesco was the guy that didn't dis- did not Im- impress me. Okay. 
Well, you, you, I've been asking you about this guy all camp, okay? And I'm not, I'm not gonna call him a disappointment. None of that stuff. What I want to see from a first round pick at defensive tackle is not what I've been seeing or hearing from Mozzie Smith. Talk about okay, it. from it being okay. Listen, I know low, whatever. Sometimes you don't know. Some sometimes players take a little bit longer mm-hmm. to get adjusted. I'm trying to remember our first round picks throughout throughout the years, outside of probably Taco, mm-hmm. where you said, "Hey man, I'm I'm not really sure." Especially when you draft a guy who you say we're missing one piece on our defense, right? Mm-hmm. The interior defensive line, because that's when we keep getting beat up and bullied, at, and that's what's stopping us from making taking that next step. Right. So when you draft a guy in the first round. To then do that, in my in my opinion, I'm expecting to hear positive things from him when I ask Nui, hey, man, what did you see out of Mozzie Smith at training camp? Or when I watch him in the game, I'm expecting to see something, a flash. You know, like, hey, man, oh, yeah, that's it. That's you it. That's saw what, a flash. I just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just. <laughs> and so it begins. I just didn't see it. I'm not laughing at that. I just didn't see it, man. <laughs> I, I just, okay. I, from what I've seen and what I've, what I haven't heard, the white teeth. I just, I just <laughs> they get tossed out the club. I'm not, I'm not confident in going yeah. into week one. That's, Damn, that's what, okay. that's all I'm saying. All right. Can he be better? Yes, because you know, Nui is usually calling them right, second contract, all that stuff. But I'm just talking about when we talk about somebody who needs to step in now and be that difference maker. I'm not confident that that is it right now. Okay. So, I, I like where you went from this standpoint because. There's been no person who has believed in Dan Quinn from the day he came in the building more than this one, Dan McCray. Correct? Yep. That's right. Yeah, that's okay. facts. Dan Quinn says, Mozzie's fine. Mm-hmm. No, he's fine. I'm not, and, I'm not and, saying he's not. <laughs> and, and, and I go back to what when, we, when we're asking the questions, you guys are asking me the questions from training camp. I say, looks like a rookie. You know, he's, he's coming along. It's, it's, it's a process. Hmm. I think the problem is some people want to see Aaron Donald, Warren Sapp, Joe Green. Ain't no three technique. Nose guard. That's Taking not, up space. That's not what I want to see. Well, I want to see hold it point, good first step, okay. hit knock back, and, and control the guy that's in front of and, you. And uh, yeah, so what we're seeing in a rookie, there are times when he's doing it. There are times when he's not doing it. And when we saw it looked at the game, the the highlight clip is when he wasn't doing it. Right. You, know, you, you find three plays, you're like, ooh, that's not what you need to do. And this is where Dan Quinn and where they, they've got work to do. I just don't want to overreact to what you're seeing from Mozzie right now that he's not going to be finished. And then I heard the next thing, you know, oh, it's another Michigan first round. But I mean, we, we, we just go to Dex. That's you. Your ghost account. I'm just answering the question that you asked, okay? okay? It was this week. This week. This okay. week. Because I don't want it to be out there saying so, I think so, so, Mozzie Smith going to be a bust. So We're my, talking about this week disappointment. So, so my disappointment this week was the same as yours, was Matt Willesco, because the question of who is your swing tackle is something that, that you want to know, considering that you've got your left and right tackles coming off injured seasons last year. So who's that guy? And you were hoping that Matt Willetsko could be that. And there's just too many times you're just sitting here, you're like, oof, oof, that's not good. And that's been happening during training camp, you know, a lot. And and I'll say this, yes, he's listed as a second-year player, but after training camp last year with the shoulder issue, 
They shelled him, and then he had the shoulder issue against Seattle. They say he's okay. But that, for me, that was a disappointment because that's what a guy I was looking forward to, okay, maybe you could say, all right, he's where you mm-hmm. need to be. Right now, if you're the Cowboys, this is a, this is a situation you've got to monitor, and, and who knows what you do. You go outside, and where do you go to solidify and say, this is our swing tackle? Right now, is it Austin Richards that you're looking at? If it's not, well, let's go. Where do you go? This is an offensive line question right now. So for me, Matt Willetsko not having another positive step made me just say, okay. Mm, There's a lot to think about right there. And then for me, disappointment-wise, I got two things. One, the overall tackling on the defense, we oh, talking yeah. about the team, the you know, second team, third team, those guys filling in. Look, we understand how long this this season's gonna be. And a lot of these young guys are gonna get opportunities out there to to, to show what they got. But the tackling, it was horrendous when you look at it. I mean, the running game, guys were just getting ran through, and guys were just throwing shoulders out there and bouncing off. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, go ahead and go through. <laughs> and that's what you don't want to see. I mean, I, I, I doubt we see that out of the starters. I mean, those are proven guys out there. But the second unit guys that are going to get an opportunity to play during the season, you got to be better when you tackle out there. I mean, that's a must. That's one of the basic fundamentals of football, bringing down the ball carrier. So, for me, the tackling out there, it just wasn't up to par that we should see from a Dan Quinn defense. And then, also, I got to look at my guy, Jabril Cox. I mean, right now, he has an opportunity. You know, hopefully, all goes well with, you know, Overshawn, and, you know, he comes back better than ever next year. But with that torn ACL, he has an opportunity to step up there and become a playmaker for this defense and show that he can he he can he can warrant what they thought he was going to be before his ACL injury and to me right now he he hasn't shown that just quite yet you know there's another preseason game hopefully he can have a great one there but right now he's just not taking full advantage of the opportunities that he's had now I'm I'm on the same place with you I I have Jabril Cox down here also it just looks like he's not confident yeah. Either something going on is not understanding where he needs. I don't want to say he's not understanding where he needs to be because he's year three mm-hmm. in Dan Quinn's system. So I don't think that that's it. He's just not coming downhill the way that you're used to seeing linebackers come downhills. He's catching uh, a, a lot. Uh, and you saw that from the whole defense. The whole honestly, defense. honestly, you saw that from everybody. at least we we all did it together it wasn't just one two guys it was everybody together but but church you you're absolutely right i mean it's next man up Mm -hmm. next guys get an opportunity to step up Overshawn was the the darling of camp everybody was talking about him and how they were going to use him now jabril cox has that same opportunity because you know dan quinn is going to use him in a package he's going he's not Mm going to be used for everything Mm -hmm. he has his you know late vanderesh he he has damon clark he has guys that are going to be your 24-7 guys, but how do they use uh, Jabril Cox? What is his skill set? Can he blitz off the edge? I mean, he's a big guy. I mean, we know that he's good in coverage. That's a, mm-hmm. allegedly like his in his wheelhouse, his strong suit. But I've said it all along. This is an elite defense. The one group that I have the biggest question mark over is the linebacker room. Yeah. Can they be the piece to make this a historic defense, a generational defense? And I think that's, what, that's what's going to be the onus on them. How important is Damon Clark now? And he played all the way to the fourth quarter. He's not coming off the field. Yeah. Nah, he, he's, nah. And, yeah. and they're getting him right, though, because he, he needs the reps, and I, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to prove to pay those dividends once we get into the regular season. Do I want to see him play this week? Nah. 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 No, let me – I, I want to I go back to what you said about, about Mozzie because I think it's very interesting the the instant criticism that that Mozzie has gotten. I mean from the moment he was drafted all the way to his second preseason game and the the whispers of him being a bust. You bring up a great point when you say do I need is he Aaron Donald? 
And when you look at Dan Quinn, does Dan Quinn need him to be Aaron Donald or does he need him to be Vince Wolfork? I think I need him to be Vince Wolfork, yeah. right? And the question now, when I look at when I look at Mozzie, I'm saying to myself, well, is it because he's taking false steps or is it that he's catching? He's catching, mm-hmm. right? And when guys do that, it's because they supremely believe in their strength. He thinks that he can still do what he was doing in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when you guys got to the league, y'all figured out real quick, the stuff that I was doing at LSU, the stuff that I was doing at Toledo well, is not going to work on this level. <laughs> uh-uh. And so he's still trying to get away with that Big Ten, you know, I'm going to muscle you over, and it's just not working like that. And guys, are, he's getting reached he because he's slow off the ball. He's getting turned. I mean, which is a cardinal sin. You can't mm-hmm. get turned. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> Slow off the ball. No. Getting reached. Playing with his no footwork. Mm-hmm. This, ain't, this ain't something you're about to fix in one week. If a guy, so I know we're talking about uh, how quickly we started to label him as a bust. That's not what I'm doing. I just want to reiterate that. When Tyler Smith came in last year, he got the same stuff, mm-hmm. all right? Holding all the time in college, penalties, not sure why, blah, all this other stuff, right? True. But then throughout training camp, people started to say, oh, man, you know that? I, I see it. I see it now. <laughs> I see it. I think yeah. I, I can understand what's going on. My, my point is we haven't gotten any of that talk. Not once I haven't heard somebody say, man, you know what, that – well, I'm starting to see it, and I'm just, I just want to hear it. I want to see it. I want somebody else besides Dan Quinn because I do have the ultimate faith in Dan Quinn, but I think that also goes with him knowing that he has also has other players who can, who can step in. Like you said, Mozzie might not even be starting. He'll be a rotational player uh, at the beginning, so Dan Quinn has confidence that he has other players who can step in and be better than they were last year. Hankins and Osa mm-hmm. should be your starting defensive tackles. Clarence Hill had posted on his um, social media page, and I'll read the exact, um, the exact thing he wrote here. It says, regarding Cowboys rookie top pick Mozzie Smith, y'all really thought a nose guard whose job is to take on double teams was going to flash in the preseason? Question mark. Dan Quinn said he's not being asked to penetrate and go upfield. He's being asked to occupy blockers. Quinn's not worried. So that was from Clarence Hill. And I, once again, go back into people think – Taking Mozzie, Warren Sapp, Joe Green, Aaron Donald. No. Who played next to Warren Sapp? Booger McFarlane. McFarlane, Okay. That's what you're looking more for. Who played next to Aaron Donald? A'shaun Robinson. That's what you're looking more from. So so he's there to occupy blockers. And Danny, to kind of talk what you what you were saying, and even you heck. This is rookie stuff. Yeah. I thought Brian Broaddus had a great take on it on, on the break previously before us. We're just talking about, you know, some of the things he was doing at Michigan and how he he, he read and, and the kind of things he was asked to do. It's different here. And sometimes just and when you're playing a little bit, you revert, revert back to some things. It's He's still learning. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about him not being a quote-unquote starter, that's not a bad thing. Dan Quinn's going to figure it out. <laughs> uh, I think that, I think they got a good D-line coach too, you know. Coach A's going to gonna get him right. It's just not always out of the gate straight. You know, Tyler Smith shocked us, man. Let's be honest. He shocked us last year. That was a good thing. It's not always the case. Everybody's different. So I'm eager to see how they get him ready and how they go along and how they grow him because I do believe in the defensive coaching here. I, I do. I think they can coach people up. And we'll see. So I'm just saying I'm not gonna hit the panic button. I gotta ask, sure. Hold on, because we gotta, we got, you we keep. Got, I know you keep saying that we talk about it. We, we got, you, you think about how many players that we've drafted in the last ten years where you was like, 
like this. Okay, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> let's dive into that next, okay? Let's, let's get right? to that. Players uh, Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos, right here on DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to the Players' Lounge. Come watch the Dallas Cowboys practice at the start of Frisco during training camp presented by American Airlines. Free open practices will take place at the Ford Center starting with Cowboys Night on August 22nd and run through the 24th. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp. Thank you, Hackma Harrison. Gotcha. And the Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. The players are Barry Church, Danny McCray. Yes, then just the you know, addition, special guest, Hackma Harrison and me, Nui Scruggs. We just Here you go. They all yeah, that's, how, you, that's how you're going to start off the, the, uh, the first got, day in the news. Okay. So, so, you know, We're just the, the Bozzi, I'm just, I'm just here to help facilitate. Um, you, you've got more to say about first. No, 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 I just want so to know. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about what you keep saying is and you hey man, everybody ain't like that. Okay. Sometimes and I'm go back in the Cowboys history since 2010 since we got here, okay? Mm-hmm. Think about your first round draft picks. Okay. And name and can you name one outside of Taco Charlton where you said, Yeah, yeah, it's gonna take a while. He ain't ready. He ain't ready coming out of training camp. Des Tyron, Mo Claiborne. Um, who was it? Frederick, Martin, Zeke. Zeke. 
Stop. Just stop right I mean, there. Just, just stop right there. Just stop. Just everybody stop. You had a flash. Point like, everybody had well, something. Yeah, you, you, go, you got it. When it happened? We just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, you ain't heard one. You ain't heard, You ain't said one positive thing out of camp. One. Nice. You was there watching with your eyes. <sighs> if, it if it wasn't for Dan Quinn, I'd be like, you know what? I I'm not sure. But I love Dan it's, Quinn, it's, and I know. And, that, and, that and right, that's the only that thing. That right there should give you the hope hope you need, right? But you, but that's you got that eyes, That's that no, hopium no, no. right there. You got eyes. Like, we, we saw. We saw. <laughs> that's that hopium right there. You said it was the good stuff. No, no, no. He said he's going to be all right. That's what he said. No, he said he's not worried. He's not worried. He's not worried, okay? He's patient. He's a patient guy. He's not worried. Nah. you said, man. He's going to be all right. He'll be all right. Okay. Okay. Look. look. You ain't name one. You ain't name one. I mean, I'm just, you know. I, mean, I said what I said. Okay. You asked. I told you what I saw. <laughs> just giving you the report. Yeah. Player Till was there. Yeah. In Seattle talking to Dan Quinn. I, I, you know what? So many people are just ready to bury a See, dude. You on the side. Pick a side, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to listen to the coach. I'm okay, listen to DQ. Right. I'm listen to DQ. Right. As you told me to do before, I'm having faith in DQ. I'm listening to okay. I'm just telling you what I saw. Okay. Everybody down on it. Everybody sit down on it, bro. There you go. He see no. Anybody down. Wait until the season he starts. And he asked us who was disappointed. Who disappointed, who disappointed okay. us this week? That We just answered the question. Yeah. Okay. That's all. We just answered the question. You got the same sweater that Mozzie had on on the sideline. You know what he got to do, right? <laughs> Where'd you get that? The pro shop? Oh, <laughs> nah, he ain't going to be on the sideline. Right? <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. Uh, but you know it's true. Y'all watched the game, though. Yeah. Y'all seen it. Yeah, I saw I mean, it. It's bad. on tape. The yeah. honest guy does not lie. It's, it's, it's on tape. He doing his thing right now, bro. I ain't even paying attention to Nui no more. Them holes about five, five yards wide. <laughs> this is you want to play. You want to play back there? <laughs> Six o'clock tomorrow. Practice. You know, practice. Everybody can come on out watch. Everybody can come on out mm. watch. Nah, we gonna, gonna start playing at eight yards. Yeah, David, David, who, who, whoever's there, they focus on week one. They're not worried about uh, whatever's going on, and you know, and they gotta they gotta make sure they pay attention to a few guys because this was a bad time of the year last season. It was. So the scores don't matter in these preseason games. They 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 don't matter. Win or lose, the most important thing is being healthy. Mm -hmm. right. The Cowboys left this contest with two players that had very good training camps that are now out for the year with ACL tears. Mm. Tight end John Stevens and linebacker Demarion Overshone from Texas. Hated to see this happen for both guys. Really did a good job at training camp. John Stevens, I thought he was making a, a case to get on the team. Mm -hmm. He looked like a really good football player. And Overshone was looking like a guy that was going to play a lot yeah. and was going to, as you talked about, make you feel good about the linebacking core um, and what he could do on the field and in special teams. Hated to see this for both players here. They get the Raiders this week. Danny, does this change or even make you rethink? Because they're already not playing starters here. But some of the key depth guys that you think about here, Deron Bland. Deron Bland, uh, Damone Clark, these are guys where you say, listen, the risk of having them out there 
and having something happen to them is so much greater than the reward of seeing a few extra snaps to get them ready for week <laughs> one that you really have to say, man, I don't – me, personally, I don't want to see guys like that go out there and play uh, this week. I don't want to see it. I think they've showed us enough. That's what preseason is usually about. Show your coaches that you know what to do and that you have the ability to play, and now let them get ready for week one. So, yes, that changes everything. Damone Clark may have been ready to get 10 snaps. I want to see him get zero. Same thing with uh, Deron Bland. We we saw what he could do. We saw him in in real time last year. Yeah. <laughs> so so I think his time should be over as well. But yes, this this changes everything. Injuries are the one thing that I believe can hold us back. You you look around the NFL right now. What about the teams that are canceling joint practices? And they're canceling joint practices because of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are getting hurt in these joint practices. Guys are getting hurt in the game. And those key pieces, those backup pieces, you, seventeen games, eighteen weeks. You're gonna need to bring in new blood. Guys are gonna get hurt. It's just an inevitable. Uh, thing that happens in the NFL, but when it co- John Stevens to me, I, look realistically, when I look at Hendershot, Ferguson, Schoonmaker, I didn't know how much room he had to make the the actual roster, but he was making a case mm-hmm. for himself mm-hmm. at least. Um, and you, eye in the sky don't lie, mm-hmm. you know, you see things that he's doing out in open field. He's a big body, rangy. I didn't see him drop anything. I think he had five catches, fifty nine yards last time he played in, in against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So look, it, it's unfortunate. But that's a tight end room that's already pretty deep. So, like, I don't, I don't know if they – I mean, I'm sure Ferguson's not going to play. I'm sure Schoonmaker's not going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of those guys will probably get plenty of action. Yeah. John Stevens, somebody was picking him up. Oh, he wasn't going to make practice squad. He wasn't going to make practice squad. But they're in good hands. I mean, you got, you know, probably arguably the best training staff in all National Football League. We talk about Britt Brown, Jim Maurer, G-Money, those guys. So, they'll be able to get those guys back. And uh, I really hate to – you know, both of those guys were making cases. And you look at Overshawn, you just hate to see – Something like that happened because this guy, he could have been like a chess piece for for Dan Quinn, just moving him around. He has so much versatility right there. But like I said, they're in good hands, and hopefully both of those guys can come back next year better than ever. Turpin. Roster spot? Yes? No. He on the bubble. You you asking me? He on the bubble? bubble. He on the bubble. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm going to say yes because uh, the lack of ability in the rest of the receiver. Like, no, nobody else has really been able to take – like, Simi Fajoko had a very, very good shot at saying, okay, I'm battling with, with Turpin for receiver spot number five. And we just haven't seen him be able to say, I'm snatching that spot from him. And his return ability and then also Deuce May – possibly be RB number two, depending on how this thing shakes out, or getting more snaps than a, than a normal RB three. So I think Turpin's going to be on the roster. When I look at – she talked about uh, Deuce Vaughn did have two uh, kickoff returns here, but uh, when you see guys like Overshone and Stevens are out for the year, you know, that's you – know, those are two spots where you just say, okay, they opened it up for people here. Um, I just look at Turpin as a guy who – Made the Pro Bowl last year, has a spot. They'll ask him to come back and do that. Deuce Vaughn is a running back. He's a top three guy. And we talk about the bottom three receivers because we talked about the top three. Lamb, Gallup, Cooks. Your bottom three right now is Tolbert. I think that Turpin is one of those three who also has the kick abil- the, the return ability there. I which agree. Him. So, so that to me, that I don't know who the third one will be right now, but to me those are your – I go four, Tolbert, Five or six is Turpin. He's in that top three right now for me. Anybody disagree? No. In, the bottom, in your bottom three, I should say. In your bottom no. three. And I, and I like Brooks 
I like number 83, Brooks. I think big body, possession receiver, a guy that can definitely contribute. So I would say that that would be the yeah. deciding factor, especially coming down to this last game between him and Simi Fajoko. That's what it is. If, if Brooks can go out there, and I think if he can show a little bit on teams, like if Brooks can go out there maybe as a gunner or something, make a play or two out here, I think he will definitely push out Simi, and, and he has an opportunity to you know maybe get that fifth wide receiver spot. You better get out that gunner spot because he – you know, they got they got and I and I look at the special teams that way. They got two guys. Faso has two guys that he he wants to be his fives, which are the fastest guys mm-hmm. running down the field to go make those tackles, be disruptors. And then at Gunner, he's had Kelvin Joseph and he's had CJ uh, Goodwin. So hard for him to make uh, be able to play that position. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, but he still needs to be able to go out there and make be Maybe a difference a maker somewhere on there. The yeah, two on kickoff. Yeah. All right. So at this point in time, right here on the players' lines, where we say our bottom three receivers. Tolbert, Turpin, Brooks. We agree? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Agree? Yeah. Okay. So that means Semi Fehoko is a guy who you would cut with the ability to bring back on your practice squad. Yeah. Because to me, and this is just my thought process, you guys may think differently. I always kind of look at guys and say, all right, if so and so hits the street, can I get him back? Semi Fehoko is a guy I think you could get back. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think you can get him. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Too okay. Long, long pause, bro. I'm mm-hmm. good. Okay. Uh, but, Shout uh, out to Simi, man. Keep 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 fighting. All right, let, let, let's hit our second break what here. Would you? Want? Would you? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's where he's leading this. Yeah. That's where the break was. That's you read right into it. Would you want him back? Is the question. Yes. Because he knows the system, uh, you know, he does know Dak and all that stuff. But that, that also depends on who else is out there uh, once you make those cuts. Let's take our second break. <laughs> all facts. <laughs> right. Players Lounge by D.B. Tostito. I'm Newey Scruggs. Danny McCray, Heckman Harrison, and Barry Church are here. Okay. Right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Fights. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? 
Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back to the Players Lounge. New read. Watch two of Texas' best high school football teams face off in the third annual Jerry Jones Classic presented by Whataburger. The Rockwall Yellow Jackets will take on the Cedar Hill Longhorns on Saturday, August 26th at 1 p.m. under the lights at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. You don't want to miss it. Who's on the call for that? Oh, man, some good-looking brother named Heckman, man. Hey, oh. there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, no. Hedris D. Elbow. <laughs> I'm out there. String of L. Put the word out. Right? Heck, Heck is back up. Put the word, put the word out. What? <laughs> he is Heckma Harrison, oh, ladies and gentlemen. The two players on here, the show we call the Players Lounge. Barry Church, Danny McCray, I'm Newey Scruggs. Players Lounge brought to you by Toast Toes. Cowboys lose 22-14. to 14. <coughs> uh, The big, big things that we uh, were so disappointed about was the, the loss of DeMarvin and Overshawn and John Stevens. Uh, they're out with ACL tears for the season, so we will see them next year at training camp. So the running back situation. Ezekiel Elliott, as we all know, is now a member of the New England Patriots. He'll be mm-hmm. coming back to Jerry World. I believe October is when the Patriots come oh. to town here. Tony Pollard, who made the Pro Bowl last year, is the number one running back. They took Deuce Vaughn uh, in the draft. He's going to make this team. Yeah. There were some people who were wondering, would he make Deuce Vaughn? We can all agree, yes. Make the team. He's on the squad. So, so you have Tony Pollard, you have Deuce Vaughn. rolls in the back. Yeah. There will be a third back. Right there will be a bigger back. <laughs> there could be three, there could be four running backs that the Cowboys decide to keep. Gentlemen, four. Ooh. Who would be the third back to join Pollard and Vaughn if they go with three? I'm not. I'm not saying Deuce is going to be the number two, but just there's going to be at least three, okay. if not four, running backs. We know Vaughn's going to be one of them. Pollard's definitely one of them. Who's your third? I'm going Rico Dattle. Right, Rico showed more to me, not only just his explosiveness, running the ball, picking up the block. I, yeah. I, that's where I'm concerned. That's what we lost in in, in Zeke. Uh, a guy that could pick up the block, a guy that could chip those line, chip the edge, block linebackers. Um, you know, he looked like he was he could sustain that, but I just love the way that he didn't fumble at the, the goal line this year, this 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 game. Um, but you know, look, this is getting very interesting. And I think you on the group test you were saying, you know, this is gonna be a hard decision to make because you're essentially going to let go of a, a quality running back. Yeah. Um, Malik Davis is, a, I would say, a quality backup running back. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones, every, yet to be seen, but I'm just saying, he's, he's a guy that has tenure and experience in the NFL. Um, look, my whole thing with Deuce Vaughn 
is how do they use him? I ain't going to run the ball, but, you know, defenses are going to key in on him. It's going to be a task for Mike McCarthy to put these packages together to get Deuce Vaughn on the field and be successful at the same time. I don't agree. No? I don't, I don't agree. The two touchdowns that we've seen Deuce Vaughn get have not been uh, opposite side of the 20. Mm-hmm. It's been red zone. Mm-hmm. Go whatever. He's been there to where you can – and then just just – so you know, all right. So usually when you have the quarterback who's lined up behind the receiver or about to take a snap and shotgun, the running back, the wider he lines up, the more likely it is that he goes out for a pass, yeah, right? Yeah. So Mike McCarthy lines up Deuce Vaughn wide, making the linebackers think that it's about to be a pass, and then you get him in there on a the read counter, option for yeah. a touchdown, yeah. <laughs> right? So these these are the little things that when I say I, I appreciate Mike McCarthy's uh, play calling that he's doing to then offset the fact that, hey, I don't want everybody to just be keying in and believing that it's always going to be a run when Deuce Vaughn gets in. So I think that is just a little, little nuance of Mike McCarthy showing this is how we're going to use the guy and not just out out in the field. Even when we get in the red zone, he's going to be a guy but, that we can use. But do you have to do that with any other running back, move him out farther like that, or do you have to do that specifically for Deuce Vaughn? You don't You don't have to do it for, but it's just for a, Deuce it's Vaughn, a, but, but, but it – it, it helps keep the defense on their toes. Gotcha. Uh, and that's and, and the next running back that comes in, he can do that as well. It's not like we got a big bruiser back there anyway. They all they are probably going to be mm-hmm. doing that. But those are just little games that you play with the defensive coordinator to to keep them on their toes and not let them know what you're coming in to okay. run. All right. So, so who's who's your three? Yeah, I got I got doubt uh, doubt. What happens is uh, that's what, when you're in preseason, little things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Making a big run but fumbling. Right when when the competition is that close, will then set you back, and I think that's what happened, like you said, with uh, with Davis. As hey man, you got to hold on to the ball. Got to, got to. And with me, I'm 100 percent with you guys. I mean, I'm going Rico, um, Deuce, and uh, Tony Pollard. But the only thing that gets me nervous when you talk about Deuce being in there, and even if he only gets maybe eight or ten snaps a game, it's just the the predictability. Because like you said, I mean, with him in the backfield, we all understand it. If it's not a run, like a direct counter type, he's not going to be picking up blocks. I I just don't see him going in there, hey, filling this A-gap for this blitzing linebacker to come through. So in that type of situation, when defenses see Deuce back there and they key on him back there, is that a key for the defense? Hey, send the house. We going after him. Play off coverage in the back end. Send the house. And even if, you know, Deuce comes out quick, that got to get rid of that ball fast. He's going to have to get rid of that ball fast. So when he's in the game, is it going to become too predictable? For this Cowboys offense, and is that going to slow him down a little bit? That's what I'm scared of. That's exactly it's, it's, what I'm scared of right there. No, I, listen, I think Newey's going to shake his head when I say this. If you decide you're going to bring the house when Deuce Vaughn is back there, good luck with Cooks, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup out there in the West Coast offense or the Dallas Coast offense, whatever they call it, because mm-hmm. they already plan on getting the ball out of their hands quick. Let's not act like our offensive line is going to be one that we expect to be holding up anyway. So I'm expecting us to get the ball out of our hands quickly anyway. So, yeah, eight to ten snaps, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I think when you get them in there, since you've been in the lab, you know what I'm saying, for two years, <laughs> then that's when you you got to be able to. You know who you, wait, who, who do you trust in the, in the uh, running back room to then pick up uh, blocks? That's what, I, that's what I've been saying. I said, so it's not just Deuce. I'm saying, you all, have, you can talk about right? Deuce. We've been they talking all. about this all no, I'm, spring. I'm saying, so yeah. We've talk about this all spring. So let's just not put it with dudes. This is yeah. this is the same worry that you have no matter what running back you got out there. Yeah. Forgot about Mike, two thousand one <laughs> album. Forgot <laughs> about Mike. <laughs> Here we go, man. <laughs> been in the lab. Been in the lab. Hey, man, he's been <laughs> in the lab. Trying to get hey, his listen, offense off. I'm, 
I'm on I'm on the Kool Aid this time. You know, oh I, I'm on the Kool Aid this time. I like what I've been seeing out of Mike McCarthy uh, calling these plays. It's it's hey man, it, what was it? Thirty two passes, twenty six runs. It was balanced. It's pretty balanced. Yeah, it was balanced. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be that way once Dak get back in. I think it'll be more more run. I think it'll be more run when you got Tony Pollard back there making ten mil. <laughs> they, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna be the the the, the guy. I believe yeah, that. You're going to have a heavy dose of TP out there. I, I think you'll be somewhere around 55, 45, something like that. Yeah, I think you're going to run more than you pass, uh, depending on game situation, of course, yeah. if you're down. But, yeah, I think I think they're going into the season. Like you said, our defense is going to be great. A lot of positivity. Our, our defense. You see that? Yeah, minus, see minus, that? Yeah. Minus the Yo! No, no. I'm just, I might be putting something in the fruit stand. Hey, hey run, the, run the ball and play defense. We've been talking about that, okay? Run the ball, play defense. Play some Let's defense. do it. So, uh, as we get ready to go, we've got two minutes left here. Does Mozzie play more? Or do you do you play him against his Raiders? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mozzie plays. You have to. Well, to be, yeah, you have to. You you have to. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Agree, hundred percent. He needs more work. He needs more work. You need to see more. He he needs to play. He yeah. needs to play. So this third preseason game, there's not four anymore. It's three Raiders at uh, at AT and T Stadium. So we're we looking to see Mozzie with a bounce back game. Uh, Will Greer had some moments where he he had some positives, and then he had some moments like, ooh, no, 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 mm-hmm. don't do that. Golly. Mm-hmm. Not like this. This, this is <laughs> no, she's preseason. You know? It's preseason. I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the, the look on the man on the sidelines. I kind of felt like I can't get mad. This dude know he messed up. I can't beat this man. I, I mean, Brian Schottenheimer, nice guy. Man. Nice guy, because you know, uh, what was the one coach? Like, what are we looking at out there? You know, I mean, you know, Parcells would have tore homeboy up. You know, would have mm. Parcells would have met him as he walked up. Yeah. Him. And like I said, man, these guys are nice around here, man. They're, they're nice around here. Mm. But, but he, he he knows. That he's he's got to to, to be better, yeah. and 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 I'm looking for that for for him. To, you know, just not to risk everything here, just be, be be a little better. And then my man who had the uh, penalty that uh, for for taunting. Oh, oh yeah, man, that, that was bad. Was that one year Thomas? Yeah, that was okay. bad. That was yeah. bad. On third day, I mean, yeah, that was bad. So what do you do when you're on defense? And and you know, you you didn't got him off the field, and you see my man, he taunting. That's the most demoralizing. But as a dude, what do you guys say? Oh, you hot. You just looking you at him. Especially if it's go a long drive. Step. Oh, you hot. Especially right. if it's a long yeah. drive. Yeah. You oh. get off third and five. Woo, we done got off. Flag on the play. Yeah. Off of some, some stuff like taunting. that. Taunting. You got something to say. What you know is, and the probability of a big play after that is so high. Oh, because everybody's so yeah, high. Everybody like you like, said, it's demoralizing. Man. You already in your mind have checked out to go to the sideline, look at the iPad, make sure you're ready to come back in. And now they're like, hey, get your helmet. <laughs> you back up. Back get your oh, helmet. Now you flustered. Man. You got to try to get locked back in. And usually that happens, like uh, change of possession, right? Oh, usually the worst. teams take shots that was change of possession. 14 points on ba- on penalties. So you got the, the taunting and then the personal foul, uh, roughing Same the pass. So... I mean, it's probably unavoidable on his on his side, but that's if you lose a game like that and and those are fourteen points that are scored, you hot. How do you how do you take that? If you know if you're Wanye Thomas, how do you you know the game goes on and I mean, how much does that carry you from that game on you know on to the practice? Because they got you know cut, cuts gonna be coming up, you know. Yeah, I, listen. I think he'll be like that's. It's a mistake that he made, and that also goes into hey, is this normal behavior from the guy? <laughs> like, right. is he doing this at practice, yeah. or is this just one of those anomalies where he just got lost in the sauce and he was like, "I'm, I'm gonna do whatever," right? If he, if this is something he always does, yeah, he, yeah, he might have an issue. Yeah, he gonna be thinking about it. I'll tell you that. But he's on that plane, like, man, 
That might have did, yeah, did it for me, man. Wait, wait, oh, we man. Got, oh, yeah. Did you see the, the hit that Quan Alexander? No, oh, that was some bullshit. Is it $43,000? 43, 43 bands. Yeah. For a preseason. And it was it was a form four tackle. Like, the man hit him in his chest. He hit him too hard. That was it. I need, I need to know what <laughs> the appeal process is like for that one. Oh, yeah. He better appeal that. <laughs> I mean, four, that's a lot yeah, of bread. Like that. that, that's got to be an appeal. That's, that's what, okay, appeal it silently. Yeah, like, let, let that ride. Right, yeah, let yeah, the boys play. Yeah. Hit up right. Derek Brooks, man. He, he handle all that. <laughs> Derek Brooks will take care of you, man. <laughs> Players Lounge. Right here on a Monday. This is nice. I know. Beautiful yeah, studio. Nice. Beautiful studio. Nice. I might sleep in here. Thanks, thanks nice, so man. Chris, mm. Jazz, Will, this everybody that makes this mm. thing happen for wow. us. We'll do this again on Wednesday. Looking forward to Heckman Harrison on the call of the oh, yeah. uh, Jerry Jones handle. Classic this weekend doing his yes. thing. Mm. Excellent, excellent. All right, Danny McCray. Positive right now. Yeah, Harrison, Danny, on him, Danny McCray, um, I appreciate you, except for the Mozzie part. I want you to come around a little bit. You know, just be a little You bit asked me a question where I gave you, you You know what? You're right. I did. <laughs> you asked me a question. I gave you that. I did. I did. But you was almost there. You was almost on heck level. You was almost positivity there. Church was all negative, but it's okay. Pessimist. <laughs> no white okay. teams. Wait, wait till you see the 42 jerseys out sell. The, the, you know. <laughs> They still got them. They still got a lot of them in the closet. They've been hey, trying to get hey, rid of. They gonna take them. They take that church off. They gonna set the record for forty two. We gotta sell these the things. People, Unstitch it now. People's champion. Dufour. I knew he said goodbye. God. They might give them that. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!